ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه اجمعين يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد عباد الله اوصيكم ونفسي اولا بتقوى الله سبحانه وتعالى فقد فاز المتقون اوصيكم بالله first and foremost i advise myself and yourselves to observe the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in open and in secret for indeed those who possess taqwa are the ones who are truly successful today inshallah o servants of Allah we will look at a powerful reminder in a surah which is oft read in fact many of us we read the surah each and every single day and we read the surah to pass over our prayer our salah very very quickly and yet the very reason why we read the surah is what the surah calls us towards contemplating about and reflecting over have we ever stopped have we ever paused to reflect upon the meaning of this great surah about which the great scholar of al-islam Imam Ash-Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala said law ma anzara Allah hujjatan ala khalqi illa hadhi as-surah lakafathum about the surah he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not revealed a single proof upon his creation except the surah it would have sufficed them as a reminder towards those matters which is an obligation upon them ala wa hiya suratul asr it is suratul asr the chapter which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to as the chapter of time allah azza says ba'da an a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim wal asri innal insana lafi khusr illa alladhina amanu wa amilu as-salihati wa tawasaw bil haqqi and so Allah Azza wa Jal he draws our attention towards time and the passage of time and what is insan what is man except a few numbered days 
What are we except a few numbered years placed upon this dunya? And so Allah Azza wa Jal, He takes a qasam because of the importance of this matter. And He says, by time. And Allah says, Innal insana la fi khusr. Indeed, mankind is at loss. And this refers to all of mankind. Muslim, kafir, dhakar, untha, male, female, young, old. Innal insana la fi khusr. That man is at loss. And then Allah Azza wa Jal, He makes the exception and He says, Except those whom believe and they work righteousness. They mutually advise one another with the haq, with the truth, and they mutually advise one another with patience upon this truth. And so the surah. It contains four important matters. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made an obligation upon each and every single Muslim male and female without distinction. And the first of these matters, al-ula, it is al-ilmu, it is knowledge. And what we refer to as knowledge here, meaning knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-ilmu shari'i, knowledge of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the first and foremost obligation upon us as Muslims. And when we talk about knowledge, what are we talking about? We are talking about ma'rifatullahi wa ma'rifatu nabiyyi wa ma'rifatu deenil islami bil adillah. We are talking about knowledge of Allah, knowing who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, knowing who his Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam is, and knowing the religion of Islam, by its detailed proofs. In the hadith of Anas, عنhu, he said, Muslimin. The Prophet Muhammad said, seeking knowledge, it is an obligation upon each and every single Muslim, without distinction. And so the first of these obligations, it is to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That who is this deity who we worship? If we were to be asked the question, who is Allah? Can we describe what Allah Azza wa Jal is? And this means to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his names and his attributes. For if we know who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, we will want to worship him. We will recognize that he truly is the deity deserved of being worshipped. And so we will be more eager to fulfill the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the great scholar Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahu wa ta'ala said, Man arafa allaha bi asma'ihi wa sifatihi ahabbahu la mahala. Whomsoever recognizes and knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his beautiful names and his attributes, then this person will love him without any doubt. So if you want to instill the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within ourselves and within our kids, we need to teach, teach our kids and ourselves who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the first branch of knowledge we must know. And if we ask someone, 
And actually, when I ask my young students this question, what is the first most important pillar of Al-Islam? And the answer is As-Salah. And this is the answer of many elderly as well. However, the first obligation upon us, it is the Shahada. To recognize who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and to give Allah Azzawajal's due in terms of singing out in worship, in terms of fearing Him and Him alone, the type of fear which He is deserved of, placing our trust in Him alone subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so before we recognize the obligation of salah, we need to recognize who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. And if we know this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will give Him His due right, Azzawajal. The next branch of, branch of knowledge, which is an obligation upon us, it is ma'rifatu nabiyyi. To know his messenger, alayhi salatu wassalam. And this means to know the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu To know his seerah, to know his lifestyle, and to know his description. If we were to ask ourselves, can we describe the blessed features? of the Messenger of Allah والسلام, Can we do this? We know that the description of the Prophet والسلام, has been documented in great detail. And if we truly love the Messenger of Allah, we'll be able to describe his features. Because if we love any person, like we love our mothers, and we love our fathers, and we love our kids, we can give a detailed description of them. And this is a sign that we love them. But more important than this, is we need to recognize the guidance of the Messenger of Allah والسلام, and we need to follow it. Because loving Him means to follow Him. It does not require our lip service to give the proverbial salawat upon the Prophet Muhammad والسلام, on the day of Jumu'ah or to single out an occasion to honor and respect Him such as the innovated practice of Bawlid. We don't single out certain occasions to honor and to respect and to revere the Messenger of Allah. This is something that a Muslim does each and every single day when he traverses the guidance and the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Imran Allah says, Say, O Muhammad والسلام, and proclaim to the people that if you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then follow me. Meaning, follow the Prophet Muhammad. If you do this, Allah will love you and He will forgive your sins. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all forgiving and most merciful. So, the true litmus test for us to test our love for Allah. It is to follow the Prophet Muhammad والسلام, and this is the second obligation of knowledge. The third obligation of knowledge is ma'rifatu deen al-Islam bil-adillah to know the religion of al-Islam by its detailed proofs. And this is important because in this time that we're living, this times of doubts and confusion, it is not sufficient to teach your kids anymore that this is what you need to do. You need to explain to them the proofs behind the religion and you need to explain to them the wisdom behind the practices which we do. And so to know Islam by its detailed proofs 
which have come in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad not to know Islam by way of our culture or by way of our traditions or by way of our forefathers and so on Islam is a religion based upon evidence it is a religion based upon knowledge not desires and innovations bid'ah and this is the first obligation it is knowledge which Allah Azza wa Jal brings to our attention in the surah where he says وَالْأَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Except those who believe. And belief only comes about as a result of knowledge. The second obligation found in the surah, الثانيةُ الْعَمَلُ بِهِ Is that we practice upon this knowledge. That knowledge is only sought for the sake of practice. We do not amass knowledge of the Qur'an and knowledge of the Sunnah and knowledge of Al-Islam just to collect knowledge. But the true objective of knowledge, it is practice. As Allah Azzawajal says, وَالَّذِينَ اهْتَدَوْ زَادَهُمْ هُدًا وَأَتَاهُمْ تَقْوَاهُمْ Allah says, those who seek out guidance. And so this is an action. They seek out guidance. Zadahum hudan. Allah Azza says we will increase them in guidance. وَأَتَاهُمْ تَقْوَاهُمْ And we will grant them taqwa. But this is when you make effort and you act upon your knowledge. And so we need to recognize the importance of knowledge and the importance of practicing our knowledge. The Prophet Muhammad gives us a stern warning. And he says, لا تَزُولُ قَدَمَ عَبْدٍ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ حَتَّى يُسْأَلُهُ and Arba'in. That the feet of a servant will not cease from its position of questioning on the day of Qiyamah up until he is asked about four matters. And from these matters, the Prophet said, وَأَنْ عِلْمِهِ مَاذَا عَمِلَ بِهِ Reported in Tirmidhi. He will be questioned with regards to his knowledge and what he did with his knowledge. All these reminders that we receive. All these khutab, these khutbas which we have heard, all these reminders we receive on social media, will be questioned regarding it. You'll be questioned regarding his knowledge and what he did with the knowledge which he possessed. As the Prophet also told us, that the Quran, it is either in your favor or against you. It is either a hujjah, a proof, for you or against you. So we can have a person who memorizes the entire book of Allah from cover to cover. And the same Quran can be a proof against him. How so? He preserves the words of the Quran, but he doesn't preserve what the Quran calls us towards in terms of action. And so he comes across a verse where Allah Azza wa Jal instructs and commands us and says, وَأَقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ Establish the prayer. And the person does not establish the prayer. This Quran curses him. He comes across a verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us to be good and dutiful to our parents. And he does the opposite of this. He's disobedient, he's disrespectful to his parents. That same Quran, it then curses this person. So our knowledge, respected brothers in Islam, it is either for us or against us. أَكُولُ مَا تَسْمَعُونَ 
Ibadallah, we're reflecting over a great and tremendous surah in the book of Allah, and it is Surah Al-Asri. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he reminds us about four important matters, and we are yet to discuss the third matter. Al-Thalithatu al-Da'watu ilayh. The third of these important matters, which is an obligation upon us, it is then calling others towards this knowledge which we possess. This knowledge of Allah, this knowledge of the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, and this knowledge of Al-Islam. We have to call people towards this knowledge. And this is the responsibility of each and every single Muslim male and female. It is not the responsibility of a select few in society. An Imam, a Shaykh, a student of knowledge, a Da'i, according to Al-Islam. It is the responsibility of each and every single Muslim. And at the head of these matters which we need to call towards, it is Tawheed. It is calling people towards recognizing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone is deserved of being worshipped. For this is the mission of all prophets. Allah Azza wa Jalla said in Surah to Yusuf, Kul hadhi sabili ad'u ila Allahi ala basiratin ana wa man ittaba'ani. This is my path. What is the path of the Prophet Muhammad? I call towards the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Upon insight, upon sure knowledge. This is very important. That da'wah cannot be done except upon knowledge. Sometimes we call towards matters which we think is part of al-Islam. But Islam is free from these practices. And so the first requirement of da'wah goes back to the first matter, which is knowledge. And the Prophet said, I call towards Allah upon surety. I call towards Allah and those who follow me. So if you are followers of the Prophet Muhammad, that we must call towards his mission, alayhi salatu wasalam. About this matter, the Prophet said, Fawallahi, by Allah, if Allah Azza wa Jal was to guide a single person by way of your invitation, khayrun laka min khumrin na'am. It is better for you than red camels. And red camels in the time of the Prophet was the prized possession of the Arabs. And so the Prophet made reference to this. That if Allah guides a single person at your hand, it is better for you than red camels. And so da'wah, it is the responsibility of each and every single Muslim. Ar-Rabi'atu, the fourth obligation upon us, it is as-sabru al-al-adhafi. It is to be patient upon the harm which will come your way. And this means... That once you possess knowledge, and once you practice upon this knowledge, and thirdly, once you call towards this knowledge, then you will be faced with some form of harm. And this is the sunnah 
This is the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person who practices his Islam and he calls others towards that Islam, he will surely be tested. This does not mean that we should seek out harm. Some people feel as if they are presenting the truth and speak the truth even if it be bitter. But they don't look at the condition of the person that they are calling. What will suit this person? Will a gentle approach suit him? Or will a harsh approach suit him? And so Allah tells us about the prophets before us. And he says, وَلَقَدَ كُذِّبَتْ رُسُلُ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ Indeed, the prophets before you were belied. فَصَبَرُوا عَلَى مَا كُذِّبُوا And so they were patient upon being rejected. وَأُوذُوا حَتَّى أَتَاهُمْ نَسْرُنَا And they were harmed physically and they were harmed verbally up until our help came to them. And the aqibah, the final result, is always for those people who possess taqwa. And so any person who is a caller to al-Islam, if he does not find some difficulty in his path, then know that what you are calling towards, there must be something wrong in what you are calling towards. Because the nature of people is that we don't like the truth. We incline towards evil. And so, naturally, we will be faced with some form of tribulation and trial in according towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالدَّلِيلُ عَلَى هَذِي كُلِّهِ And the proof for all of these matters which I have mentioned, it is in Surah Al-Asri, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْأَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ where Allah Azza says in Surah Al-Asr, and he takes a qasam and he says, by time, indeed man is at loss. إِلَّا Except those who believe. And this is the proof for knowledge. إِلَّا Except for those who believe and the act righteousness. And that's the proof for knowledge. وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ That they exhort one another towards the truth and that is al-Islam and this is the third principle which is da'wah وَتَوَاصَوْ بِصَبْرِ and they exhort one another with patience وَهَذَا وَصَلُوا رَحِمَكُمُ اللَّهِ عَلَى خَيْرِ الْبَرِيَّةِ وَأَزْكَى الْبَشَرِيَّةِ صَاحِبِ الْحَوْدِ وَالشَّفَاعَةِ فَقَدْ أَمَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرٍ بَدَأَ فِي بِنَفْسِهِ وَثَنَّ بِمَلَائِكَةِ وَثَلَّثَ بِكُمْ أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ قَالَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك على عبدك ورسولك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وارض اللهم عن خلفائي الأربعة أبي بكر وعمر وعثبان وعلي وأنسائل الصحابة نبيك أجمعين وأن معهم بأفوك وجودك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين واخذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر عداك عدا هذا الدين يا رب العالمين اللهم اقسم لنا من خشيتك ما يحول بيننا وبين معاصيك 
ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا بجنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصيبات الدنيا ومتئنا اللهم بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما أحييتنا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عدانا يا رب العالمين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا كرة عين وجعلنا لمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار والحمد لله رب العالمين